You're listening to the weekly podcast of Dunamis Christian Faith Church of Louisville, Kentucky. We pray you enjoy today's message. Amen. Amen. So we're so excited uh, about how the ministry is growing. Uh, Great things are happening. Uh, I want to say that all of you all did a great job yesterday at the church gathering. (laughs) Sam, we don't say picnic. It's church gathering. Amen. So at the church gathering, amen. I saw Sam running those bases yesterday. I said, man, he's like Speedy Gonzalez. He kicked that ball. I was like, okay. But uh, they had a good time. We made it with no injuries. Amen. There was no fights except for the water balloon fight. I'm trying to figure out how 1,300 water balloons disappeared. I mean, it was 1,300 water balloons. And I'm still trying to figure out who started all that. All of a sudden, it just was a war that just broke out. And and they just started throwing water balloons. So either you pick something up and start fighting back or you got towed up. I mean, they was hitting you while you was trying to get the balloons. Amen. But uh, I tried to hit one person and it didn't even bust. It was Trebise. I was trying to, I tried to sneak her with one, but it didn't even break. She had divine protection. Josh, I don't know where Josh was. I couldn't find him. I think he had to, I don't know who, who. Oh, yeah, he was out of here. You know, Sam was sitting there saying, I have not gotten anybody wet today. So he called the truce. Amen. But uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Can we thank our Heavenly Father for a good time? Now, I'm on a strict voice, uh, voice restriction today. Uh, that's why you hadn't seen me hop up and scream and holler and jump over there on the tray and all that today. I, I got to follow the doctor's orders. And, look, you know, my spiritual father told me don't be preaching a, a whole lot. I said, no, save your voice. We got to go see Rod Parsley this week. So we're going to be out at Dominion. So I got to be ready to rock and roll. So I just want to give y'all 10 minutes. We need 10 minutes uh, because of our social media uh, team needs 10 minutes of footage for them to do what they need to do. We have an outside firm that handles our social media. Our social media pages are growing. We are impacting people's lives. So uh, I just want to give you uh, 10 minutes and then we'll be out of here and get y'all out of this rain. Amen. Even though you're not wet in church, but we got to get you out the rain. Amen. Let's pray. By the way, the shirts look great. Y'all did a good job on our shirts. Who did it? The one I tried to hit yesterday? Jamise. And I don't know what Tasha and Tiffany was doing. I mean, they... Where's Quee? Quee... Come here, Queen. Let me just say this. Can y'all believe this innocent face, Minister Megan? You left. Thank God you left. Thank God, because all that dying, all that would have been gone. 
<laughs> Can y'all believe this innocent face right here set me up yesterday? I thought Queen, I'm saying, yes, Queen. Oh, so good. Then all of a sudden, I just. Psh, 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 psh. Who, whose idea was it to set the bishop up? Shavonda. Oh, Shavonda. Shavonda? Yeah, I believe it. I believe it because she, she got Bishop Webb, Tiffany, and Tasha. I don't know what I ever did to them. I, don't, I did nothing to them. Amen. So, but Queen, you set us up. But ain't Queen beautiful? She's a baby in this church. Remember that, Sam? She's a baby in the church running around, thinks she knew everything. Amen. Now she does know everything. God bless you. Megan, you left at a good time. Amen. Because uh, I was waiting on you. Hey, I was lurking. Amen. But we love y'all. Can we thank God for Michelle Cook? She did a good job yesterday. <laughs> Culinary team. Sister Tiffany did a great job with the barbecue. So we're, we're excited. All right. Sister Keisha was the coordinator. Come here, Sister Keisha. Sister Keisha was keeping people in line, too. So, uh, and I heard Elder Juan kept te texting her because he had to work at the last minute. We sure hate that, but the food was good. Will y'all tell him everything was good? Yeah. Pastor Josh and Sister Tiffany made baked beans. Yes. Sister Tremise made macaroni and cheese. Mother Joyce made the green beans. <laughs> oh, and Pastor Josh made a, the bomb banana pudding yesterday. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. It was some banana pudding there? You got some. I didn't see it. Who? Oh, my goodness. Boy, I tell you. Uh, what else happened? And Turkey made two strawberry cakes. Cake! All right. Thank you all. Thank you, Sister Keisha. You did a great job. Give it up for her. How many of y'all know teamwork makes the dream work? Amen. So we, we're excited. So let me get, that wasn't my 10 minutes. It was y'all's 10 minutes. Sam, I know you're trying to count, Sam, but I always trying to keep me in order. I'm looking right there at 10 minutes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for the interest of your word. Interest of your word brings light. Thank you I'm anointed to preach and teach your word. Thank you that your people are anointed to hear and apply the word. Thank you that you're going to think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords. Thank you every word to be saturated with faith and power. We bind every satanic and demonic force that will come to hinder the word. We declare that the word will flow freely. We'll be sure to give y'all the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. So I want to just shout, I love Jesus. I just want to talk to you for a moment uh, about the power of a prophetic word. The power of a prophetic word. Um, I want to go 
first of all, to Second Chronicles, Second uh, Chronicles chapter twenty. I mean, y'all enjoyed that little clip I showed you last week. You need to understand that you have to war with the prophecies that go over your life. Maika, I was glad to see Maika. I heard that she was doing damage on the table. <laughs> to the twins of the church, the sons of thunder. Amen. It's a lot of animosity in here this morning. <laughs> Second Chronicles 20. Uh, how many of you know that when God gives you a prophetic word, you got to war with it? You got to stand on it. Then the prophetic word comes from a delegated spiritual authority. A true prophetic word will come from those that are assigned over your life. Now, uh, look at this. It says, uh, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. There's praise, Sam. Oh, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Then it says, Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe his what? Prophets. And so shall you what? So shall you what? How many times do you see the word believe in there? See, it doesn't do any good for you to come to church week after week after week after week and then you don't believe what the prophet is saying to you. See, people are not prospering because they don't believe the prophet. They don't believe what's being spoken over their life. Now, if, if, if the prophet was speaking negative things and evil things and you're going to be broke, sick, busted, disgusted. You're never going to come out of depression. Stay sad. Oh, be, please be sad. You'll believe that. People are more prone to believe the negative than the positive. We live in a society now where you are guilty until you prove innocent. Because as soon as you, somebody just make an accusation, you automatically believe the person did it. With no proof. No facts, no trial, no nothing, because we are trained to believe the negative. We're not trained to believe the good. So we bring that attitude into the things of God, that when God speaks something wonderful and powerful over your life, it's hard for your mind to pick it up and hard for your spirit to believe it. Because you don't see how it could happen. See, it's your job to believe. Say that. Say it's my job, my job. to believe. Yes, well, how do I know what you believe? By what you speak. I can tell what you're believing by what you're speaking. Now, everybody believes in the good times. Everybody believes when everything is going all right. But can you still believe in the midst of the storm? In the midst of the trial, in the midst of the test, can you still declare what God has spoken over your marriage, over your money, over your future, 
over your children? Do you still speak that? Or you start trying to t twist the word to make it fit your situation? No, you can't manipulate God. God's word is God's word, and no matter who it is, he ain't going to start changing it for you because you're emotional. Now, let's go over to 2 uh, Kings 7, then I'm, I'm going to go through this pretty fast. Someone say, I have to believe. And this is a time where there was famine in the land. You know, the man of God will prophesy to you right in the middle of your famine. Amen. And say, God's getting ready to provide. But at that moment, you got you to gotta believe. He'll prophesy to you when you're sick. Say, I can't keep talking about your sickness. I got to talk about your healing. I can't keep talking about your credit score. I got to be talking about the mansion you com that's coming. <laughs> I can't keep talking about your nine to five. I'm supposed to be talking to you about your business. See, because I'm going to speak to you harvest. Even in the midst of your seed time, I'm going to be speaking harvest. Someone say harvest. I'm going to speak the end result. Because God speaks the end result. Even in the midst of everything bad going, God going to speak the end result. And that's what you have to believe. Because if you can believe the end result, you can get through the middle. Come on, Dario. You, I know your, your favorite song, in the middle of it. How many of y'all know you in the middle of it? You got to pull that prophecy out. But if you don't value it, you won't believe it. And remember, I told you, uh, unbelief is rooted in pride. Now, let me hurry up and show you. See, now look at this. Then uh, Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. So it says in 24 hours, this thing going to be turned around. So if I can come to make it, say, make it in 24 hours. And she got to believe that. Because, no, the man of God didn't make the word up himself. He got it from God. God said, tell them in 24 hours there's going to be some provision. Now, if I tell you that right now, you're going to think somebody trying to get something out of you. See, we sure can go negative when it's time to give. Or if we even think it's going towards giving. Your, your belief mechanism shuts down. Because you've been developed in doubt, suspicion, and you have become an opponent of the word. You have become an opponent of, of your own prophecy. God can't bring in the past because you oppose everything. You overthink everything. Look where your overthinking has gotten you. It'd be different if your overthinking got you into overflow. Verse 2. Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, here comes the doubt. Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? 
And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat. Huh? But shalt not eat thereof. There are going to be people in your life, lives that doubt you. And they're going to be able to see it, but they're going to be able to eat with you. How many people in your life right now on the outside looking in when they could have came with you? See, most people want you to put money in their hands. They don't want you to put opportunity. Not realizing the opportunity is what you need more than money. And there were four lepers men at the inner end of the gate, and they said one to another, why said we here until we die? Look at somebody say, you got to make a move. Says if we say if we say we will enter the city, then the famine's in the city. We should die there. If we sit still here, we die also. Have you ever been in that position? Now, therefore, come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we should live. If they kill us, we should but die. Look, somebody say, I'm going to make a move. Because you're going to die. What do you have to lose? I said, what do you have to lose by believing God? I'm going to believe God over my credit, over my resources, over what I think. I'm going to believe God even when I can't see it. And they rose up in, in twilight. God will tell you to move when you can't see nothing. To go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they will come to the uttermost part of the camp of the Syrians, Syria, behold, there was no man there. Now, here's, here's where I'm trying to get to, and I'm out of time. The host, God's host, can't get involved in your life until you move on the prophetic word. Until you move on the prophetic word, until you move on what God has spoken, heaven can't help you. Just by the fact they started moving in the direction, look who got involved, the host, the angels, the army of God got involved when they start moving in that direction. Sometimes you just got to get an application. Sometimes you just got to get on indeed. And put your resume out there and let's see what happens. But doing nothing, you going to sit there until you die? All this free school out here. All these opportunities out here. And you're just going to keep talking about how bad it is. How bad it is. Not realizing, God said, I'm just waiting on you to make a move. Then look what happens when you make a move. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots, a noise of horses, the noise of a great what? Host. God said, because you made that move, now he's going to make the host make some noise. Watch this. So you can walk into the power of that prophetic word. The host is here to bring to pass what God has prophesied. They're not just showing up in here for nothing. They're not just showing up so we can say, oh, the host is here. 
No, they waiting on you. Will you please make a move? Will you please go towards the provision that has been prophesied over your life? But we just sit there twiddling our thumbs. And notice what it says. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight. And look what was left. All the, they left their tents, they left their horses, their donkeys, even the camp as it would, and fled. They, what kind of noise did they hear? It says they ran for their life. Have you ever been scared from a dog? See, you, you, you don't know how fast you are until you run from a dog. And have to hop that fence. And I better ever have to, DJ hopped a few fences in his life. And you can hear that dog scraping that squeak with his claws. I mean, you know, you don't look back, Trey. We just keep running. What kind of noise did the host make them hear? To where they fled for their life. And they left their cars. Y'all not. God getting ready to make, let the host make some noise in these last days. And y'all getting ready to go into some houses you didn't build. Y'all getting ready to go get some stuff that's going to get left behind. Because this economy is going to crash. And we're going to be in position. Come on. Because so many times we want, see this, uh, so many times we wonder how it's going to happen. God said, oh, the host's going to make a noise. If they were singing here, what will they do to your enemies? But they can't do nothing if you don't make a move towards them. They're not trying to, they're not trying to uh, just sit there. They, they won't go and fight. And notice, and I'm done. I went two minutes over. Because Megan kept, yeah, saying amen. Praise God. And then it says here, and when these lepers came to the uttermost parts of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carry their silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried this also and went and hid it. See, it's not Tremis's job to bring the prophetic word to pass. It's Tremis's job to believe the prophet so she could prosper. It's your job to believe what is prophesied over you. Now, let me ask you a question. What did those lepers do to earn all that? That was pretty sweatless, wasn't it? But if the, you need to see the supernatural in this. I'm trying to show you the host has been involved from the beginning, helping God's people come into success, helping God's people come into wealth. It's your job just to believe. It's your job just to make a move towards your house. Ebony showed me her, something yesterday, the other day about what she's been doing. I said, my God. I said, I need to make her my friend. See, the wealthy have many friends. See, some of y'all are y'all y'all got too many broke people in your orbit. Got too many negative people in your orbit. Got too many people that don't believe like you believe. 
So as soon as you believe, here they come with their unbelief. They worried about the negative in your life and not the prophecy. If it was going to happen, you've been going down into that church all that time. If God was to make witness in heaven, how shall that thing be? You're going to see it. See, everybody kept persecuting, persecuting Noah until they heard the thunder. Until that rain started dropping. And guess who shut them out? Wasn't Noah. God, don't get shut out. Don't get shut out. Because you don't believe. Because you're looking at a clock. God don't care nothing about a clock. A thousand years is as a day to him. It's taking this long just to get the foolishness out of some of us. He, that's why he talked to us about pride. It's taking this long just for you to even realize you're in pride. I don't know why God is taking so long. God said, you ain't ready. You got pride. You got to understand, either you want your pride, watch this, or your prophecy. You get anything out of this today? Let's stand on our feet and give God a praise. Praise God. We're out of time. I said, stand on your feet and give God a praise. Hallelujah. Come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Hallelujah. Out of time. We're out of time now. We're out of time. We're out of time. Praise God. So the question is, is what has God spoken? How many times have I spoken a word to you? How many times have I spoken words? You need to probably go back in your notes. And go back to a reference point where God said you're coming out. Because it's going to be that word that brings you out. That's why if I was you, I'm going to give you all an assignment. I would start recording every seed I sow. Get you a little journal. Say, this is my seed sowing book. I sowed a seed on this day for this. And let's see if God do what he said he's going to do. Because see, God sends so many harvests, we can't keep up. Because sometimes the harvest ain't money. Just by the fact you opened your eyes this morning, that was a harvest. You got your health and strength, that's a harvest. You still got your job, that's a harvest. Thank God for work. Amen. But obey the prophet, and so shall you prosper. When you believe what God is speaking over your life, the power of a prophecy, and then you start moving out, get out the box. You got to learn how to move in the twilight time. When it, see, stop comparing yourself to what other people are doing. What is God telling you to do? I got to do what God's telling me to do. I hope all y'all do great and mighty things. Go do whatever God's called you to do. Because you should be doing some great things. You're supposed to be doing some great things. But I don't have time to keep up with Jaden. 
And what Jaden, but Jaden should be doing something. And heaven gonna make some noise on your behalf. And I prophesy to you, here you come. Lift your hand. I prophesy to you. Some of y'all get ready to walk into some things that you didn't work for. Y'all get ready to walk into some opportunities. Some sweatless opportunities. <laughs> some sweatless opportunities. Stuff you didn't even work for. Some of y'all going to get some calls this week. And they're going to say, normally, we don't do this. Oh, I'm prophesying to somebody. Some of y'all going to get some calls this week that say, I've heard about you. Uh, y'all not saying nothing. See, y'all don't realize who, who's watching you. I said, some of y'all don't realize who's watching you. Y'all listening to me. Get ready. I put it on my page, stay ready, and you don't have to get ready. You need to be expecting God to make some divine connections for you. Y'all get anything out of this today? Believe the man of God. Believe the man of God. And so shall you prosper. See, because there's no prosperity in unbelief. None. For you to say, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. There have been people get offended because I told some, somebody else to sow a seed. Wasn't even talking to them. Here we go. And there they go. Into they wealthy place. Because your seed sowing is nobody else's business. I say your seed sowing is nobody else's business. If you don't want to sow, don't sow. If you, you, if, if you felt led to sow, sow. I'm talking about as a man of God comes to you and says, God told me to tell you. Now, how come the man of God can tell you everything else but can't tell you nothing about your finances? Because you start to think it's yours. And God says, don't forget that it is the Lord thy God that giveth thee the power to give wealth. Hallelujah. Think about, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about how much you give now based on how you used to give. That's a good place to lift your hands and say, Lord. <laughs> I don't understand. You have come a mighty long way. Now, if your giving has brought you to this point, this ain't no time to back out because the figures get bigger. Huh? You ought to thank God the figures are bigger. See, I can't look at one and say, now one, I can give this much now. Well, maybe God has prospered me more than he's prospered one. So you can't come looking at everybody else saying, well, y'all should be doing this. Well, you the one, you ought to be thankful God is trusting you with more. And if God trusts you with more, you're required to give more. 
Amen. Too much is given. Much more is required. The greatest thing you can do is have God trust you with finance. A person that can be trusted with finance can be trusted with anointing. Someone say amen. My anointing changed when I became a worshiper and a giver. My life changed when I became a worshiper and a giver. In my life, it continues to be blessed. The raw parts are going to be right there. Big doors are opening. Favorable doors. Are y'all listening to me? That might not be a big deal to you. But there's some big doors should be opening for you too. We got testimonies this week that's coming. The ink is about to dry. Because of what I'm telling you. Hold on to the prophecies. You might have tears in your eyes, but hold on to what God says. You getting in your emotions ain't going to help you. It ain't going to have no bearing on your prophecy. Amen? All right, I love y'all. Anybody here today want to accept Christ? I'm done. Y'all cut that off. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.